Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me, the podcast for parents of young children. And we want to share your stories and all those crazy, contradictory feelings that come with being a parent. We believe in you. You got this, even on the craziest of days. And you are most definitely not alone. Hey, listeners. The host of this podcast wants you to celebrate the messiness of life with kids. That means we don't need an expert to explain our kids to us. We just need to sit back so we can truly see, hear, and love our kids. My family has been lucky enough to attend B'nai Torah, where Karen's enthusiasm and joy for all aspects of parenting has been a breath of fresh air and always gives us hope that we can do it. Karen Deerwester believes that when we see, hear, and love the messy moments of life with kids, we're able to give our children everything they need. Karen has been a teacher, author, and a leader in early childhood education for decades. And there is nothing, nothing that doesn't make sense if we take time to connect with each child exactly where they are and right where we are with all of our messiness too. Here's today's podcast. Hi, everyone. We have a fabulous podcast today with one of my favorite people on the planet. And that is, I'm here with Amy Weissman, the infamous, famous, magnificent Miss Amy. And I'm here to talk about co-teaching and how we use See Me, Hear Me, Love Me in the classroom. So I thought it would be fun for Miss Amy and I to talk about how we talk about the children and the experiences that are happening in our class. What I want to share is that we don't just wing it. We don't just play off a script or a curriculum. We do a ton of planning, but almost every day, <laughs> 10 times a day, we say, what'd you think about this? What'd you think about this? So I'm going to put Amy on the spot, and I'm going to say, let's, let's talk about all the things we talk about before and after classes. Miss Amy, Miss Amy, welcome, welcome. Thank you. We've known each other 24 years. Wow. <laughs> You've been here, B'nai Torah, with me in family time as the co-teacher, co-everything, the other half of my brain, my life, for 15 years. A long time. Um, tell me what, I, I, just tell, say to me how you would explain how we teach to the world. <laughs> well, we have to be insightful to the parents, what their needs are, at that time, and each time, each week, it could change. Like now, with the hurricane coming, people are worried about that. So I think the fact that we're, besides the children's needs, looking at the parents' needs yeah. as well. So I know I've always said from the first time that you've taught with me here, I've worked with dozens and dozens and dozens of teachers over the last three decades. And I said from day one, Amy's the most generous teacher I've ever worked with. Sorry and apologies to anybody that's a former family time teacher. But you always came with a real sensitivity for the parents, um, for understanding what they're going through. Have, talk to me about, talk to our audience about what you see in parents' lives, experiences, what you worry about for parents from your peers to new generations of parents? I look at the big picture. Um, I look at where I've been, what I've gone through, what family members, friends have gone through, and I look at the big picture and look at what could possibly be the end result. It's sometimes the correct end result, 
sometimes it's not. But I look at different ways and in the moment, how can I get from point A to point B? Or help that mother with a child having sleep issues get from point A to point B? How can we effectively go forward? Keep remembering what we had in the past and what's going on, but how can we get through it? How could it change? How can we tweak one little thing to maybe a different outcome? And what's really special about our relationship, I always, we always laugh that we are work wives, um, that we are a marriage and there's a partnership. But we have very different styles, very different strengths, very different things we bring to the table, different perceptions. Absolutely. Um, I, I always will say, I'm coming back to the point A to point B because we know you are the organizer. You you manage the details. You you're really good at predicting uh, where something's going, what outcomes will be. That comes from your other professional side. And then you have another strength. And I always use you as the example of someone with multiple intelligence says that are different than mine, like social intelligence. I always say like I have intrapersonal, the self inward looking but you have social intelligence a parent walks in a door you read their face their body language you know we 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 laughed at it's like intuitive but you read the room um how and how, how is that like how do we work together with differences you know like how do we respect each other's differences but honor each other's strengths it's a hard question because we're a team. We are it's a, a team. crazy team. Um, some days. <laughs> uh, yes, some days. But I think also, I also look at what maybe, there may be things that people aren't sharing. Um, I always have enjoyed talking to different kinds of people. Doesn't matter who, what, where they're from. Oh, you know everything about talking. everybody. You, you, you let people, you just, people just tell you things and you, you're just curious and open. Uh, yeah, you really do. I enjoy personally people. wear my, you know, I, I actually, like you said, I'm open. I'm an open book. I tell people the way I'll tell, put everything on the table. Um, I never like having things surprised or hidden. From me, so I respect people. Maybe they don't like it. Yeah. Um, and let them then make the decision, weigh out the pros and the cons, and where. And for the go. teachers that are listening, um, I always included in part of my teacher training, way back from the beginning of Amanda's Place or Family Time, is one of the skills we need as teachers is to be able to read people's minds before they know what they're thinking or feeling. Because when you come into a classroom, you're overwhelmed. Absolutely. You're like, who's what, what What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to be? Is my child going to be accepted? Especially am I going to be accepted? First, especially first-time parents. Or when you're going through a change, a transition in your life, a move, a job change, going back to work, mommy guilt in every form. And, and that's where you really have insight into being able to look at somebody and say, is something bothering you today? Um, where you get people to, we had a mom yesterday, and we are like, um, you know, what's the hardest part of something? And, and she said, well, it's this, but I don't want to talk about it. And we're like, well, let's talk about it. Absolutely. Because life can't be, as you call it, fake, fake bookie. It can't <laughs> be that, that false image of yourself you're trying to be perfect and portray. So tell us about how you strive to connect First with parents Listen. and then with children. A big thing is listening. Um, I remember reading on, well, Facebook, quote, Facebook, 
that some people are talking to people but not really listening. And what they're trying to do is think about what they want to say next. But if you really listen to what people say, not just their words, but their tone. Yes, read their face, but listen to their tone. They may be telling you what they think you want to hear. But there's ways to really find out what really is going on. Mm -hmm. And I think people will open up if they feel that you're genuine and if you really are listening. And, and trustworthy. Will, exactly, and trustworthy. And you are trustworthy, yeah. Thank you. I'm willing to be there for them. So before we get to, the, to, to how you connect with children, because we certainly know that children love their Miss Amy, love talking about Miss Amy, and have a deep and profound connection. Um, the other question I wanted to ask you, and I mentioned this to you yesterday, is what do you think about and what do you do before a new class or a new session? Try to plan. Think about how, let's say if a child was with us in the past, where they were, what they were, and pre not predict, but try to figure out, okay, maybe if they're, at one point, they're gonna be here, but still be open-minded to it's maybe. Open it's, prediction. it's an right. open prediction. It's like, we're gonna guess that you'll like this. Right. And then you will pay attention and watch and see if you really liked it or if. And how can we tweak it that maybe it was enjoyable, but it could be even better. And reflect, like at the end of the day, I used to do this in my pre-life, is I had a two hour commute each way. Plan going and reflect going home. How, what could I change today for tomorrow? And I will tell you, it's the gift um, that, that planning and reflecting is a gift of working with someone as a co-teacher who does that because we get to reflect together. We, we get to talk about what went well, who was happy today, who maybe was overlooked, who got lost in the shuffle, whose needs were met a thousand percent, whose needs um, are who, we who did you taking feel, for granted? Who did you feel sad on the outside and was like, okay, am I in the right place? Do I really, is this where I should be? Yeah. You know, one week it could be that way. The first week is every mother's uncomfortable. Sometimes people walk out of classes and it's like, I'm never going back. But that's not what we want. We want them to feel that they can come back and they have a safe place. Yeah. And you check up. You are always the family time truant officer yes, who makes the calls and says, we miss you. You know, we need you here. We're not the same if you're not here. Um, the other thing is funny when you were talking about reflecting and evaluating an activity. I think that one of the things you do better than me um, is let go. <laughs> She's nodding. <laughs> you have to. You have to let go. She she has a lot but more don't flexibility. Forget, don't forget. Keep it in the back of your mind. Remember, this didn't work. Okay. But why? What could we do to change it? And I think because you're a mom and a parent, you've, you have a skill and a trust um, in the hard stuff that I still waver in, still, I get, or maybe it's a temperament difference, but it's like, so I want you to just talk for a second about how you um, set your expectations for each of the children's transitions in Transition Me. Because I'll be like, Amy, Amy, let's not send them out. Amy, let's bring them back quicker. Amy, let's, you know, and, and I'll start to get soft, and you'll be like, Karen? Give a few more minutes, give it a few more minutes. I really, I don't want to say I have expectations. I trust the children will, I know they're going to get from point A to point B. How we help them, some people it takes a little longer than others. Um, expectations sometimes is not a good thing to have because then you get disappointed or you get frustrated or you get angry. 
Um, I have that conversation in my personal life with, you know, people. But it's easier to just be open-minded. This is our goal. We have to get, we know we want our children to be ready for preschool. Let's say if it's a separation class. But, okay, one child may have it easy, one child may not this week, but next week it could split. Right. Just be open-minded. And I don't want to say go with the flow. Have a game plan, but tweak it as you go. Okay, so here's the, the fabulous takeaway that I'm getting from today. It's like, you know, like we talk all the time, but we don't talk like this with a table between us with exactly. a microphone. And what I hear you saying that is that is just loud and clear to me that is also another one of your strengths is this is why you're so optimistic and this is why you always keep us moving forward because you're going from point A to point B. And and that's who you are Absolutely. is a very forward-looking person. Um, but don't forget what happened in the past. Remember it. File it. <laughs> There's a file cabinet in your brain. And she never forgets a child. She's, she's, <laughs> Try not to. She doesn't forget a name. She doesn't forget a family. Right. I mean, you do have this, this carrot catalog in your, this file cabinet in your mind of all these really great things. So let me also then ask about how we, how we together are sensitive to different needs of different children in the class. And, and the list that I made when I was just sort of preparing was, we, we spend a lot of time observing children, respecting children, meeting children where they are. And so I wrote the watchers, the active ones, the climbers, the ones who don't come to circle. Um, so how do you, um, I mean, when, when you were hired for family time, you came without the education background. Oh, but absolutely. I said, she understands the philosophy. She understands I was the child development. I was in management. It's, I hate to say it's the same type people of thing. Skills. But it's people it's skills. It's people skills. It's managing people and understanding people. So talk about how you um, honor and respect each child and is how we grow to in learning how to peel that those layers of the onion or the iceberg to go deep because I think we do go deep we definitely go deep and siblings could be totally different and it doesn't matter if you had their older sibling or they're even twins they're different respect the person respect the child Um, people think babies I don't want to say that they aren't shouldn't be respected but they're people it's a human being do you have a favorite age (laughs) I love every age um, I know you have the 18-month and toddlers, and I enjoy every age. It's like people always say with my kids, which age did you love the most? I said, every age. As they got older, it got tougher, certain things. Um, teenage years get harder, and people will see as they get older. But I don't have a specific favorite age. Yeah. Well, yeah. we've said it a thousand times. Family time is what it is because we have this awesome partnership, and I'm grateful for you every day. Thank you, Miss A. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me, seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing. If you liked our podcast, please tell a friend. Or even better, write us a review at iTunes. We'd also like to invite you to join us on Facebook. 
that's with me, Karen Deerwester, and check out the parenting resources at FamilyTimeInc.com. You'll also find us on Twitter at at FamilyTimeInc and Instagram at Karen underscore FamilyTime. Thanks for listening today. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this wonderful space. Thanks to Darren Littman for the great intro. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song Listen. We are listening. See you next week.